you guys, you you finish an episode. Well, let's let's start back even further. Um, it's it's the morning of a new day. You're going to work. Do you, I think a lot of I've been reading that uh, problem with a lot of animators is that uh, the studios that they work at they will be based in very low income, considered dangerous areas <laughs> to the point where the animators feel fear for their lives just going to work every day like dodging homeless people and knife blades <laughs> and bullets machetes yeah <laughs> machetes that shoot bullets yeah yeah and you can't even run away from the bullets and the knives because you're constantly tripping over homeless people <laughs> just outside the front door do, do you have that problem are you afraid to go to work um, <laughs> <laughs> um it's do you fear for your life daniel i do <laughs> but by my own hands <laughs> I personally haven't figured out if if studios are necessarily like trying to save money by like locating into a sketchy area because like the current studio I'm at like it's in the sketchy it's like a block away from the sketchy sketchiest place in Vancouver but at the same time like that gas town area it's called like it is the most expensive place in Vancouver yeah. So like it, it it's a bit of a so it's sketch, but it's also expensive. <laughs> Great. Like um for like I know like this studio, it's been there for quite a while, but I think they might be relocating a couple of their buildings. They're gonna like pick up the buildings and move them. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, no they're supposedly building a, a new larger building um, by next year or something, and moving a bunch of people there. But yeah. Like there has been cases of studios saving money on their secondary locations. Like uh, the first studio I worked at, it like the building was so bad they like moved out a year later. <laughs> um, was, were they forced? It was there a fire today? <laughs> Collapse? Uh, <laughs> not far off. Uh, we had to get out when the wrecking ball came through. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself! <laughs> um, no, the, the first building I worked in, it was like during the hot summer hours, but the building didn't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And like all the walls were windows, so there was constant sun beaming in, and they didn't buy like blinds or shutters or anything. Yeah. So this building was completely overheating, and to the point where our render farms and servers, they always crashed. Oh, God. And... Unfortunately, how studios work is rather than having a license installed on your computer, they have this bullshit like server license. I'm sure people are familiar with it, but so if the server goes down, it's like, oh, it locks you out of your scene. You fucking lose all your work sometimes. Yeah. And like, yeah, this building, it was like in a really shitty rundown, like literally rats running around at night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when, when we're pulling all-nighters and you just hear the... Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, when they're like, oh yeah, don't leave your food out because you'll have rats in your food in the morning. And yeah. it's true. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that's an example of shitty buildings. Big rat on his hind legs walks up to you, shoves stay. you over like a bully. <laughs> give, me your, give me your lunch. And holy, oh, just, okay, this is going off topic, but just an example of that particular studio is, um, you know, the hours were rough. It was a rough production. It was a low-budget production because no one gave a shit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at one point, the coordinator's like, 
yeah, we're gonna, um, like, start taking turns, and I'm gonna, like, start assigning you guys to start cleaning the washrooms. It's like, what, what the, the fuck? That's bullshit. And then, uh, luckily... Yeah, that's what I signed up for, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm getting paid fuck all to work on this TV production, but I have to clean the shit out of other people's toilet. And, um... That is fucking ridiculous. Luckily, I'm I'm so glad. Luckily, the supervisors like literally responded like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> because as they should, yeah. Yeah, and it's like holy fuck! Like they wanted to save money on a janitor by having us clean toilets during their work hours, mind you. Yeah. So oh yeah, you you still have to keep up with your quota, but we're gonna assign everyone for like clean up every day and dishes and shit. It's like, still got to meet your previous quota, but we're gonna give you more. More irrelevant, horrible work to do. So yeah, that that um, for no extra compensation, presumably. Yeah, like it, no, no, it wouldn't no, have been. Of course any. not. Um, what an outrageous idea. One other, one other detail about that studio was um, I was there late one night um, because we do occasionally pull all-nighters, which I need to fucking stop doing forever because it's <laughs> mm-hmm. never. A good thing, but um, it takes a toll on you, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like I'm not fucking 15 years old anymore. <laughs> I, I can't do that shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the security alarm, our our studios always have security, but our alarm went off. So it's like, yeah, I went around to see if there's a break-in or anything, but I walked into the server room, and, like, the space between the servers, like, it was barely enough to fit my ribcage through. Like, that's how close together they were. Yeah. And one of the walls had a tiny window with a tiny fan pointing out. <laughs> it's blowing the hot... Like, it was, like, at least 40 degrees in there. It's just one guy blowing air with his mouth <laughs> on the fucking server. <laughs> Trying to fan out a fire. <laughs> it's like, are you Please guys... don't spread. <laughs> it's like, are, like, no wonder the servers were crashing. No air can... It's like, are you guys... What the fuck? Like, are, like, do you have insurance that pays for this equipment? Or what yeah. the fuck? It's like, that just blows my mind. Like, like that literally would have been a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah. But again, they... They moved from that location a year later because, yeah, that building was shit. But, you know, that's just an example. Yeah. Um, current studio I work at, it's this is my second contract with them. Um, this is, cons- despite how much I'm bitching, like, this is considered the better studio in Vancouver. Right. And, like... But unfortunately, because it's the norm, like competition has nothing to be to look up to. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Very low standards like, all over the it's shop. It's like they they do try and treat us well and stuff, but unfortunately, like productions are always going to be hell because like they're trying to underbid all the other studios and they're it's you know constant underbidding war. Yeah, so we can do it cheapest. No, we can. No, we can. So yeah, and these are the directors of the studios saying this. I mean, they're not actually the ones. like I actually don't think the directors have. A say in it i think oh, really? it's like actual like people who run and own the studio right i'm pretty sure it's them doing the bidding and like the producer sorts but so I th- directors and owners of a studio will be different people right yeah okay uh so like as far as i know like directors only have like creative say on the episode i mean the the show they're working on but I'm not aware of any directors actually like having a financial stake in any of the projects. 
I know one of the studios, like, the couple who owned it, like, they had, like, a financial stake, and, like, one of them was, like, directing on a, one of the... Sh anyway, like, it happens, but it's not common. Like, most of the time, studios are, like, owned and run by a financial person, not a creative. So th those people rarely, if at all, have any kind of input regarding, like, the work involved in the projects, like... They're, they're just the money people. They're the, the, the founders of the studio, they don't really touch the projects at all. Uh, that, but that's the problem. They they do put a fucking finger in the projects. Like, um, oh, okay. like the previous studio I worked at, it's like this. the guys that ran the studio and like had a finger in the project and ooh, had their smart ideas right. in the project. Like, like they literally had a, they went to business school, had a financial background, and now they're like, like ha they have a list of animators on a spreadsheet and they're trying to cut down the the costs and output more <laughs> that fucking jenga tower it's like yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. pulling out bricks seeing it making sure it still stands yeah and that's another problem is like every year they like it seems like they try and push um you know more production for less cost yeah even though since the software has gotten better it's like we do in a certain sense have higher quality work than like a few decades ago in television but it's like that just means we're doing more work it doesn't yep. mean the software's getting better we're just expected to do more it's bullshit you like you work so hard and then you get like a software upgrade and it makes things easier to the point where you might go oh you know this is this is almost tolerable now it's almost manageable but then the higher-ups will see that as, well, maybe there's room for more work to be done here now that the software upgrade is in. And you guys are like, no, 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 we're, this, just keep things as they are. Like, we're grateful to have this software software upgrade don't fucking pile more work on us because of this thing yeah yeah and, th and that's another irony is like usually like the studios they have like the tech guys and stuff who like you know try and keep up to date with the software but they're not actually artists or animators so when a cool new feature comes out it's like oh man this this is gonna make it so much easier it's like you're not a fucking animator yeah, um so like an example is um the software we use uh toon boom harmony they have this new thing that's been developed over the few year, last few years is uh there's like deformers now so oh instead of having to like redraw shapes you can have these deformers and like it's gonna cut down the workload so much and stuff it's like no but it's like it's a nice tool but it just implements 10 other problems mm-hmm it's like, oh, you move a point on the deformer and it just, like, fucks up everything else. You know, it's not like redrawing a curve, right. erasing it, and it's like, no, it's like you move one point and it's going to, like, affect the whole thing and fuck everything up. So it's, unfortunately, like, in most cases, tech doesn't, like, it can help, but at the same time, it is going to cause more problems. Mm -hmm. Like, I do love technology. Like, I do originally have a... a 3D background. I do like my and all the ooh, fancy software and stuff, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I still think pencil and paper is always, always best. <laughs> yeah. Do you use pencil and paper at work? No, uh, it, it's all digital. Yeah, right? we we don't have time. It's yeah. like at school we were taught to. It's like oh, you plan out all your poses and stuff on paper and blah blah. But it's like we we don't have time for that. Yeah. It's like you just jump in the scene and get rolling. Yeah. And, you know, and that, unfortunately, like, that does deteriorate on work quality. It's like, yeah. if you don't, like, sit down and, th you know, think and plan out the scene, like, it's not going to be, like, 
as good as if you were to sit down and draw draw out each pose and you know it's unfortunately it's production television like just like a little anecdote i mean i don't think this is what an anecdote anecdote is words and stuff <laughs> but uh like the you know back in the day like the warner bros like roadrunner cartoons and stuff those like five minute shorts mm-hmm. those took a year to make yeah and now we're cranking out like a 11 to 22 minute episode in four weeks yeah it's like mind you like i wouldn't compare myself to like the pioneer geniuses that did the warner bros shows like those guys are amazing but just to give you an idea like to do a really well-crafted thing like it is gonna take at least a year and like the tom and jerry cartoons i'm pretty sure those took over a year i could be wrong those were higher budget I love Tom and Jerry, man. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. Like, I, I'd kill to go back in time and just work on one of those. Yeah. Like, because that's true art. You're actually, like, hand drawing on paper and, like, actually finessing stuff to a nice quality as opposed to, like, quantity over quality. Just, oh, we, we need this season of fucking 22 episodes. We don't have a script yet, but you guys are fucking behind. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Remember one of my favorite episodes of that, Tom and Jerry, was like, uh, Jerry on Broadway or something like that. Oh, fuck yeah. And it plays this music, I, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I know the metal- melody, it's like, da, 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 and it was like, a night out in New York or something like that, and it was just, like, back then, I mean, the animation was so good, and the music was so good, it felt like such a classy product compared to the kind of thing that you see now and that was the reason it looked as good as it did back then is because that animators might have still been have been mistreated to some degree back then but they were given way more time to perfect it like to get it the way it should be looking but now it's just the time is so scarce and everything everybody's moving so fast everybody's burned out and like and like that's another thing is to to keep in mind is like back then when the tom and jerry and like warner bros cartoons uh were done it's like we didn't have television cartoons back then like those were actually made as theatrical shorts before films Mm -hmm. and like that's how they existed that's you know they spent time on them and then i don't know at what point i know it was after world war ii when they started broadcasting you know cartoons on television and then that's when it became a product And then that's when it started. And, like, unfortunately, that's the case. It's like, like, one guy, he was like, oh, man, like, you know, some people that work on Rick and Morty, it's like, when's the next season now? It's like, you fucker. It's like, (laughs) you're the problem. It's like, people, it's like, people see something they really like, and then they immediately want more. Yep. It's like, well, where's the other season? It's like, you, it's like, fuck. Like, even a year is like, Jesus Christ, like, doing that, doing a season of that show, like, a year is just hell to crank something like that out. Even though, like, that show purposely is made to look bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the art style, it's purposely made to look bad, but it's still so much fucking work. It manages to feel very cinematic, despite its yeah. uh, character design and art design. Yeah, and so like, it's like... um, Good cinematic angles and stuff. So it's like, the, the storyboarding, I, I think they do a really great job on it. Um, I yeah. haven't really, like... It's not just, like, flat angles, like, kind of, like, sitcom format. So it's like, that's another thing to keep in mind, is 
flat angles are like that's what you technically should be doing because once you start getting cinematic and stuff in a 2d show mm-hmm. that just means a fuckload of more backgrounds more assets more character angles to draw so it's like yeah that's another thing it's like the rick and morty it's like yes that should be an expensive show to make but the animators aren't getting compensated for more of that work right yeah it's like oh yeah you just do this like crazy angle but you're just you're gonna get paid just as much as an easy shot right yeah like it's never that's another problem it's like usually sometimes when you're lucky and the supervisors have time it's the supervisor that assigns the shots to their animators but in many cases they just have one of the coordinators who has like no fucking art background or anything it's it's them assigning the shots regarding how long they are Mm-hmm. It's like, but dude, th- this shot has 12 characters in it. This shot has one, yet those two shots are like, those two people are getting paid the same for that amount of work. Yeah. Like, for example, um, on the last show I was on, the coordinator, she was a PA on that fucking, what's that, Fifty Shades of Grey? She, oh, yeah. was, she was a PA on that movie, then she went and became a coordinator on an animated cartoon. It's like, what the that's... fuck? This person knows fucking nothing about this. Yeah, that's we- That's a weird jump from, yeah, from, and, from a film PA to that. Yeah, and and it's like, just imagine, it's like, and then when she's getting bitchy with people, it's like, well, why aren't you getting your shots done? It's like, well, you don't fucking know anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but it's like, unfortunately, it does get absurd. It's like a lot of people, I, I guess, unfortunately, like any media is a product. So like studios and stuff are going to be run by people who like aren't part of like the actual craft mm-hmm. it's like no, I, film, any, film is the same i'm sure is anybody uh, in some kind of supervisory or coordination role should at least understand the job that is being done by the people underneath them or you know have some experience doing that not not fucking have no experience and have you know throw someone in there who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about and like going up to people like you saying why are you working on this shot when you should be working on this other shot isn't that shit no it's like and like like as an artist you can imagine how fucking frustrating is that is because it, you should be paying attention to this this and this it's like that shot doesn't hook up to this it's like that shot hooks up to that you need to have that shot paired with it's like no it does it just doesn't work mm-hmm you're thinking for like an editor for them sometimes yeah like, but like oh that shot's not gonna cut with this very well or it's like in, or in a certain sense when you have like two shots hook up don't give them to different people right because it's like if one animator ends a shot with one pose and the other animator ends a shot with a different pose yeah and like another problem is um the way our shots are just like split up in this like stupid like sorting program every studio has a different one but we sometimes we don't have access to who is doing what shot we're just assigned our shots like this fragment of uh, this like sequence of shots or like it's usually jumbled and stuff, but it's like, oh, well, I see in the storyboard the shot hooks up to that one, but I have no fucking clue who's working on it. So I can't just go over to that animator and be like, hey, like, what's the pose? You, It's like, yeah. so it's like, ooh, technology, but it's like, you don't think of these fucking basic things of... Yeah. 
of like us being able to coordinate among each other because it's like, well, we don't want you tampering with the the shot layouts and it's like you don't fucking know what you're talking about and you don't give <laughs> people who know it like access to it. So Yeah. Anyway, frustration. <laughs> so when you guys get a script sent to you, usually it's from like the higher up company that the studio is working for right how does that get like it doesn't get rewritten like you you just get like studio notes sometimes right from yeah. after you get a script yeah it, it can get really tricky because it's like by the time us animators like by the time we're all hired and stuff on the project it's in many cases like we have no fucking clue where that script came from <laughs> yeah um, again, like, we don't know, it's like, is, is there anyone in the studio editing it, or, like, are all these, like, directorial or producer notes, are they all coming out of studio? And just, like, an example is when we've already, like, started animating an episode, and it's like, oh yeah, producer note, and it's like, yeah, but this note means, like, having to redo a big chunk of the episode. Right. So it's not just us. It has to actually be like re-storyboarded and yeah. like and unfor yeah, it's that's the problem. People don't fucking make up their minds before it goes into the bulk of the pro production. So yeah. We end up paying paying for a lot of it because we're not really like we're not compensated extra hours or like compensated for doing more shots or anything. Yeah. Like that's bullshit, man. Because in film, if if a crew has to do reshoots, you can be damn sure they're going to be paid to like be there on set. Yeah. So it shouldn't be any different for animators who have to be there and do the work. It doesn't just do itself. I mean, you've got to be there. Yeah, to... it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to have to have you guys like redo a section of this episode, but you still need to get the episode you're working on done. It's like, oh, we... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, unfortunately, um, like, I, you know, I don't want to underplay, like, shooting, shooting on a set and stuff, but when you have a camera and, like, you hit roll or whatever, and you can have multiple takes, like, I'm sure that can take up a lot of time, like, having to do another take, but, yeah. but at the same time, like, you guys don't have to do it frame by frame, right? No. It's like, when we have to do a retake, when we have to do a new shot, it's like, that could easily mean, like, oh, shit, like, I have to spend a whole day doing this, even though, like, I technically should be getting these three other shots done today. It's a ton of work just to get, like, five seconds of life to, you know, appear <laughs> no, on it's fucking like, screen, like, right? One second is 24 frames, and yeah. people can be like, yeah, well, you could get away with 12 frames a second, but it's like, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, because, like, anytime you have a slightly quicker motion, it's like, you need to be doing every frame in that one second, so, yeah. like, sure, you can have shortcuts and a workflow, but it's, in the end, it's going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these, these studio owners, they don't really have any artistic input or like input on the work other than, you know, coming in, checking out what's been done and like throwing a wrench into things and being <laughs> like, you know what, this would be better if it was like this or if it was like that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I mean, I'm sure their main goal and focus is like, why the fuck isn't this show done? It's like, we, yeah, we yeah. need this, we need this, like, um... They're not in the thick of it by any means. Like no, no, it's like, um, I mean, that's the, that's the frustrating thing. It's like, 
most higher ups, it's like sure they could, there could be the exception, but a lot of higher ups, it's like they come in sometimes like an hour late, like they come in at like nine or ten with their fucking breakfast sandwich. And yeah, their and then and it's like by the time six rolls around or like a bit before, they're fucking out, and it's like a lot of us are there till like midnight or like three a.m. And th- those are the people that are doing that reverse auctioning, right? That yeah. are saying, no, yeah, our yeah. studio will do it for like 10 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much. And then yeah. you guys have to pay the fucking price for that. Yeah, un- unfortunately, is um, I know in like some studios, it's like, yeah, some of the higher ups like aren't even like in the building. And then like an example, like another studio, there were some of the higher ups, they were pretending to be in the thick of it, but mm-hmm. it's like... When they came in and gave us, like, pep talks, it's like, they, it just pissed us off. Because pep talks, yeah. Like, they fucking know. Yeah, it's like, and then this is specifically one of the guys who has a background in, like, a business school. And mm-hmm. and just, like, an example is that studio, like, a bunch of them, oh, they had to go on, like, a, a business trip. And they all went to France for, like, fucking three weeks. <laughs> business trip, yeah. Fuck. What? And, and it's, like, same, like, that particular production, like, everyone fucks off for, like, Christmas break for two weeks, and, like, ooh, like us animators were there all Christmas. I was working Christmas, whatever, midnight and day, boxing day, and, like, a lot Christmas of us Christmas day and boxing yeah, day? Jesus like, uh, Christ. It's like, it's like, we don't want you to be in working but um you you do need to get this done <laughs> yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, like that's word for word like yeah. it, it gets so absurd it's like in many cases they try and cover their asses and they don't they don't directly tell you yeah. you need to be in it's like we don't want you to yeah. but you have to but at the same time they try and avoid it just to cover their asses but at the same time that's subversive. what you're fucking saying yeah it's you want me to and then yeah. And oh, hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, Nobody's saying that here. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you have to be in tomorrow, but I never said that. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, like, it, like it really is disgusting. That's what really pissed me off about that fucking sausage party article. Yeah. There's that one quotation where like the interviewer was saying like, you know what, this this movie looks really good for like for a movie that's. You know that should have typically a budget that's around 150 million dollars yeah. this looks surprisingly close to that level for only a fraction of that for 20 million and they were saying like they're they had this cocky attitude oh, about fuck. it this is the it's t- like yeah yeah i worked in hollywood and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. like that that's what he was saying it's like yeah i worked in hollywood and i i just realized like there was so many places money was thrown getting thrown around and you quote unquote thrown around yeah, yeah. it's like like so many sp- like spots we could easily cut the budget blah 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 it's like you fucking asshole and no wonder they would say it's easy because they're those fucking people that are going to France or whatever the fuck yeah and then going like doing like seven six hour days like jerking off in their office (laughs) I'm not even kidding it's like when you like uh, like the slight chance you walk into their room of course their computers are always facing the other way while us it's like we're we're our computers are exposed. It's like, like it's like they're on fucking Facebook and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like any of them walk by our computers, and you know we have multiple monitors. Yeah. And like, I was actually like recently, they're like, we saw you watching something. Like, we're considering like turning your internet off. <laughs> it's like 
I tell them it's like I I listen to shit when I work sometimes just so it doesn't get too monotonous. Yeah, just so I don't put a fucking gun to my head. Sorry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like mind you, this is you know the better studio in Vancouver, but yeah, it's like they might be turning my internet off next week because it's like and it's oh like my God. and it's like sure I'm sure people could potentially abuse it, but it's like don't, I don't you need it for research? Like I don't know. Oh just... yeah, no no like that that can be a case. And it's not, and it's not like I had like Tumblr and like Facebook up. <laughs> yeah, which they probably did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like um, I usually just like put on a podcast or some shit that I've already heard or listened to, just so it's not too distracting. White like, noise, yeah. You know, like like um, last last few days, I've had Idiot Abroad on because I've seen yeah. it already. Great show. It's a good show, yeah. And it's like I think my supervisor saw that on my screen. He's like, and then he told one of the higher ups, like a little fucking rat. It's like, it's like it looks like he's abusing the internet. Just what watch. a fucking douche. Um, yeah, I. I'm gonna go tell on him. <laughs> like I, I'm having a lot of problems with my current supervisor. We're not very compatible, but anyway. Fucking asshole, man. So, like stuff like that in the film industry too, where like every person is trying to kiss the fucking ass of the guy who's you know the next level up. Fuck, I remember like going on a coffee run as like a grip, and like that was my punishment for showing up. Like quote punish. Like what are we in fucking grade school? I fucking like no, I know. It's a half hour late. Like it was my first job in mission, and it was like an hours over an hours drive. I left a half hour early to get to work on time and I made a goof. I took the wrong highway ramp and I ended up going You fucked up, man. You <laughs> fucked up. I went the wrong direction along the highway. <laughs> I'm like, why is my ETA on my GPS going up? <laughs> like it should be going down. <laughs> and the all the traffic in the oncoming lane is so fucking congested and I'm like, "Oh Jesus, I'm going to be late. It's going to be it's going to take me fucking forever just to get to my previous starting point. Like just to actually get on the way to work. Space-time is expanding, man. It's just getting farther away." <laughs> So I show up to this place, and I go to the crew park, park my car there, get out, look for the shuttle driver, who's like his job to drive, transport, casting crew from uh, crew park to the set. And there's like multiple sets during the day, this day in particular. So I went down to the set, and then I'm like, sorry guys, I'm ready, I'm here to work. They're like, that's fine. But then they said, as a punishment, I gotta go on a coffee run. So I had to get coffee for all the other grips, the key grip, the DOP, the director, and uh, the remember the best boy like got all these people individually on the radios saying taking orders basically. And for all, for all these like luxury fucking coffees, a few of which weren't even on the fucking menu at Starbucks when I went to go pick them up. I'm like, fuck, man, fine, just give me... And one of the grips wanted, like, a breakfast sandwich as well. I'm like, fuck, okay, where can I go where I can just get all of this shit? And My coffee needs an ounce of semen, please. <laughs> yeah. So I went... So I went and looked... Well, I, I was thinking, like, do you even? Do you guys even fucking need me here? Like, if I'm so expendable that you can just f send me on a, a luxury coffee run when you've got a fucking crafty truck right there with every kind of fucking snack you could possibly imagine and coffee right there. I mean, if it's just caffeine you want, if you just want to fucking stay awake, why don't you just fucking drink 
regular coffee? Does it have to be this fucking I have more, iced? I have more refined taste. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck. Fucking reminds... Fuck, I used to read, like, horror stories from film sets on Reddit one time about the director from Sharknado who had... <laughs> Who has such strict dietary requirements that he re- he demanded uh, uh, rotisserie chicken every four hours because it was part of his diet and he couldn't stray from it. Because, you know, it was a life or death situation. All these kind of That's fucking outrageous so demands. Of like of such a fucking movie. Like everyone on that production should be shot. Like, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. So, um, in my case, I went. I looked for the shuttle driver, and the transport guy was like, you know, we the last time we drove somebody to pick up coffee, we got in trouble. Like, we, we can't take you directly to the coffee place, but we can take you to Crew Park so you can drive and get your coffee from, you know, with your car. And I was like, that's fine. Like, that's all I expected. Just drop me off by my car. That's fine. So I did that, took off down the road. And then as we got down the road, I'm in the van, we're driving, and I realized I forgot my backpack on the set, which has my wallet in it. So I have to, I'm fucking like, I have to tell this guy to turn around and park at the set again. I don't know if they're shooting or not, I don't know if it's going to be fucking obtrusive, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you're on a film set, you could have just been a total dick to the guy. It's like, you fucking forgot my bag, you asshole! Turn this shit around, bro! Turn this piece of shit back to... Yeah, so we got back to set, and I'm running to get my backpack, and the best boy sees me, and she's got a look on her face like, what the fuck? Like, I say she and best boy. Yeah, 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 The term best boy is just like, it's one of those terms that just doesn't go away, right? It's part of film. So even if it's a girl, it's the best boy. That's the person on the truck with all the equipment who makes sure. best (laughs) blowjobs. So she's looking at me like, what the fuck are you still doing here? And I'm like, I know, I know, I'm getting my bag, okay, I'm going, I'm going, alright? So I get my backpack and I go back in the fucking transport shuttle, go to crew park, get in my car, and then get my phone out and Google, like, what's the, what's the best place I can go where I can get all these coffees and this fucking sandwich? And I see that there is a Safeway with, like, a Starbucks in it. And I'm like, okay, that's good, because they'll have, like, a deli as well where I can get the sandwich. And Starbucks is probably the safest bet when it comes to getting the coffee that everyone wants, right? Because that's, like, the go-to place. Yeah. Especially in film, Starbucks, which, you know which what I mean? Which pisses me off. Starbucks is, like, Starbucks is, like, fucking, it tastes like cardboard, like, with sugar dumped in it. It's, like, <laughs> literally the lowest form of coffee. It's like, oh, my refined is. Yeah. I need my Starbucks. Yeah. So, I, I, when I'm Googling this place and I drive there, I realize that it's a three-minute walk away from the set. So, there wasn't even <laughs> there wasn't even a need to go all the way to fucking Crew Park. I could have just walked from the set. And even my key grip texted me. She's like, what the fuck are you... What's taking you so long? You know Starbucks is just down the fucking road, right? <laughs> You're so, fucking late again. You need to get us more coffee. Yeah, yeah. So that that I kind of overthinked it. So I get into Starbucks and I've got this like drink menu and I'm reading it, them out one after another. And some of the drinks aren't even on the fucking menu. It's like one of them was like an iced London fog. And they're they're like, we don't do iced London fogs. Like we, we do London fogs. And I'm like, fine, just throw fucking ice in it. I don't care. There we go. Okay? Throw whatever the fuck jizz in it. I don't give a fuck. I I, I welcome that. If somebody could please ejaculate into all of these coffees. Line everyone up. Yeah, exactly. Join the line. Get a soul train going. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I got all the coffees, got the breakfast sandwich, drove back there, and it was a fucking gong show because I went to I went to Crew Park first because the that's Crew Park and the second set were in the same location, but and I figured they would have moved on to the second set by now. So I was like, okay, they'll be at Crew Park and just give them the coffees there. But I couldn't find them. So then I went to the transport guy. I'm like, can you take me back to set number one? Because that's probably where they still are, wrapping their gear. So I'm driving down the road. And as we're driving down, I see my guys, the grip crew, driving past me in the fucking opposing <laughs> wing. I'm like, fuck! So I get to the first set. I'm like, they're not even, fu nobody's fucking there now. Like, I just missed them. So I got to go all the way back, find them, gave everybody all their coffees. And then I had, it was down two coffees left. And they were for the director and the, the DOP, right? And so I go up and I'm standing there with the coffees waiting for these two guys to stop talking because they're talking with each other. And it's like if the director and the DOP are talking to one another, you don't really want to interrupt that, right? You just like stand back, let them say what they have to say. And then, you know, when, when I have a free moment, I'll give them their coffees. So I'm standing there and the key grip comes up to me, the guy who sent me on the run. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I, I don't want to interrupt these guys. And he's like, don't, don't worry, John. I'll give the coffees to them. Just, just give those coffees to me. I'll give the coffees. You know, get the credit. You know, so yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Kissing their asses. You know, here's your coffee, Mr. Director. Here's your coffee, Mr. DOP. Like he's the guy who gets to do that, even though, even though I was the one going on this hectic fucking run oh, to get God. all these drinks. Then it would have been perfect if it was just a couple of chips. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a London fog. It'll be real fucking foggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it would be so tempting to, like, to give you this big elaborate order and you just, like, literally go downtown and find, like, a croissant on the ground. And, like, <laughs> literally just get... Oh, man. Like, that would be hilarious. Yeah. But you'd probably never work with them ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, away from that tangent, just touching back on that uh, sausage party thing quickly one more time. That cocky attitude on the part of the studio directors really annoyed me. Like, because they, so, they were so confident about it, you know oh, what I mean? God, like, yeah. it's like 150 million. Pfft, it's like, we can do that for a fraction of the cost. And it's like, they, they said that knowing exactly what they would have to do to make that achievable. Which is bringing animators into those dark rooms for those stern talking to's about those guilt trips I was talking about earlier, what you were talking about yeah. earlier, saying, you know what, I'm not telling you that you need to be here, but the fact is there is all this work to be done, it needs to be done, and if you don't do it, then you know your colleagues are going to have to do it, and it means it's more work for them if you don't do it. So they try and make it your fault, and they're strong-arming you. Oh yeah, and that's another problem, it's like, when some of your work gets handed off, oh yeah, they make sure they know whose work it is. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, so you make me look like a dick. Yeah. And you make sure you let them know mm -hmm. whose shot it is. They have to fucking, you know, ah. Uh, yeah. Uh. That's just infuriating. Like, knowing, like, while the directors were saying that, like, they knew. Like, that's, that's what it takes to get, you know, a film made on that budget is treating your animators like shit and like that's yeah that's that's a problem it's like they just don't care yeah we're assets yeah expendable just you guys are a bunch of numbers that have to yeah. give said output number and yeah. it's not acceptable for anything less it's like ugh. employee number zero two five four <laughs> whatever that's, yeah, like, that's you um like and like 
in the business world, it pisses me off because um, that fucking like Minions movie, mm-hmm. that's considered a success because financially the animators got fucked over and they made good box office. Yeah. And that's a big success. It doesn't matter what the fuck the reviews are. It doesn't matter if people liked it or not. It's like, oh, it's a success because it made a lot of at the box office and it was a it was a lot lower. Than yeah, because that that was another thing that really pissed me off. Because it's like if if this becomes like if this becomes sensationalized, this fact that you know the the studio made it for for this low amount. Wow, they, everyone they, else can do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it becomes an epidemic at that point. It's like, well, all other studios should be like them. Why can't other studios be as efficient as this studio? Quote unquote efficient. I mean, it looks like that from the outside, <clears throat> but then when you realize the actual cost of producing a film like that on such a limited budget, it, you you don't see these real consequences that the animators yeah, have and, to put and up like, with. And like, that's another like another problem like on a a lower production note is um like there are like a handful like not even a handful there are a couple of animators that like they're good at cranking work out and it just happens to be like it hits the right notes with the supervisor and gets approved and like so these people they are able to crank out more quota than like the normal few of us mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's like that becomes the standard yeah it's like oh yeah well this guy he's able to crank all of this out because he's got this process down like why the fuck isn't everyone else doing this? Yeah. It's like, oh, That man. becomes a reference point for every other studio owner out there. It's like, well, they got it done for this amount of money, so why can't we? Yeah, and, it, and it's frustrating because it's like a lot of these, like, it, it's annoying because I can't remember where it was. I was talking to some, like, studio, like, supervisor or something. Another supervisor asked, oh, yeah, who's a superstar on this production? It's like, who's cranking out the most quota? It's like, oh, fuck. It's like... <laughs> Oh yeah, the the person cranking out the most quota is a superstar, huh? <laughs> and and that's the problem. It's like there are these like miracle insane people who can crank out a bunch of stuff, but in in honesty, it's like their stuff doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Like it looks formulaic. And in the long run, sure, a kid is not gonna fucking be able to tell the difference. Like this is more on the artsy fartsy like level, but there are these people who are able to crank out like like more quota than the average human. Yeah. And they're the superstars. They become the expected example of what but it's like guys, it's like a lot of us are such like f- mentally fragile, <laughs> fucked up artists. Like yeah, and oh, oh man, it, so it's a real mixed bag of personalities. You know, it, an- it definitely right? is. Yeah. It definitely is. But like, um, but the thing is, like, the majority of us we're human. Like, yeah. we have a lot of issues. We're dealing with a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. It's, we're artists, man. Like <laughs> you're all like visionary people. I mean, you. No, and like you're probably always like caught up in your own universe. Yeah, in yeah, your yeah. Head and, and like that's the th- that's the thing is, um, as animators, we have no creative say. But it's like all of us, we have our own creative shit we want to work on. Yeah. Like it would be the dream of having an animation like job where it's like, oh, I'm only spending eight hours a day. Now I could go home and work on my own shit. Mm-hmm. Because my own shit is definitely more interesting, like, like not to be cocky, but a lot more, like, intellectually worthwhile than, yeah. you know, anything I'm going to work on on a television cartoon. So, 
but it's yeah it's when you're working like 12 to 15 hours a day it's like when you get home you shower and sleep or you skip the shower and you sleep yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's what it was like for me like just when I was doing set work I mean you're there for a bare minimum of 12 hours and then you know around 15 maybe if you're lucky and then you go home and there's like barely enough time to shower and look at the call sheet for the next day and then you just go you're not even awake enough to be able to do anything you just go straight to bed other than that and then you wake up and then it's time for work again and I'm like I can't imagine how people do like show calls or like do this kind of work you know back to back days because it's just it's soul sucking yeah and, and like usually like how long are your film shoots like how long of a period is that like how many days or weeks oh well the longest i've worked is like four days in a row yeah. which is really not that much yeah. and, it, and it like sucks because it's like by us. that fourth day i wanted to kill myself yeah. though it was that and, and it's like it, it, not to like brag or anything but no, I get it. it's like uh, it's our contracts it's that for six to twelve months yeah and, That's insane, yeah. And, you know, you can try and get time off, but unfortunately it's like when you're like, you know, you give them like a few months in advance, like shout, it's like, yeah, I want to take this week off or blah, blah, blah. And it's like on all my other contracts, they, they've they just like guilt tripped me enough where it's like, okay, fine, I won't take it off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you're just going to fuck everyone else over. Yeah. Um, the studio I'm at currently, they're supposedly better about all of that, but mm-hmm. then, like, the previous job, as I was saying, I was working through Christmas Yeah, as everyone fucked off and, yeah. you know, for two weeks, and it's like, while we were... Uh, uh, sucks yeah yeah i i know we're all whiny bitchy babies we never grow up that that's what i that's what i realized growing that's me up in a nutshell yeah no that's what i realized just like growing up it's like there's no such thing as a fucking adult we're we're all whiny babies but yeah. at the same time it's like i want to whine about first world problems <laughs> Not being in a fucking sweatshop. Yeah. Well, when you're constantly in that fucking high-pressure environment, constantly underappreciated, constantly underpaid, all you want to do is bitch. Yeah. It's like, it's like what else that, is there to do? Like, it's like the, the only outlet you have. And that's the thing. It's like, like I'm, I'm a very sporadic, like idea generator person. Like, um, I know this sounds like stupid. Like, oh, they're probably shitty ideas. But like the other night on my commute home on the bus I came up with three film ideas like they, they could potentially just be short films but all of them have a theme that's good but it's like one fucking like half an hour bus ride and I have fucking three ideas they're vastly different from each other yeah they all have potential they all have a theme usually it's just like oh man that's a cool idea but it's like no no like these actually have a theme I wrote them down it's like but when am I ever gonna fucking get around to any idea if like this is gonna be the case yeah and then heaven forbid I make a baby and then life is fucking over like yeah it's depressing seeing like some of the senior animators like they're probably getting paid as much as I am but I've got a kid to support it yeah as well. they have a wife they have kids 
Yep. And it's like, oh man, it's so fucking depressing. It's like, the guy is there from like early morning, then it's like, whatever, he goes to pick up the kid, and then he's back to work till like midnight, then he goes, it's like, holy fuck. Fucking exhausting, yeah. Holy fuck, and, and it's like, that guy's life is over. There's yeah. no way, he's not going to be advancing, he's not going to be, and like, and oh man, another thing that pisses me off is um a lot of the studios, they, they don't really have a proper, like medical like coverage or like you know pension and that shit yeah like i definitely need to look into that but like healthcare benefits stuff like that this current studio i'm at i'm at they do have some coverage which is good but in many cases studios don't yeah and there was one of the previous productions i was on they sent out a mass email it's like oh yeah one of the longtime like animators who's been like working with us for like 30 years he got he has like some terminal cancer and stuff so we'd like you to raise money to pay for his surgery and stuff it's what? like jesus christ from who? Where's this money supposedly coming from? No, they they want us, the animators. Oh, it's and, your money. So yeah, it's... they they want us to raise money for uh, this, okay. and that's so depressing. It's like this guy, he's like. So when they say raise money, literally money out of your yeah, wallet. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm sure. Not a Rice Krispie sale. <laughs> outside yeah, yeah. Or it's like, like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure the higher ups gave the guy like twenty bucks each or something, but yeah. It's like yeah, like you you guys should really support your fellow animator. And it's so depressing. It's like always they. Always put it on you. Yeah, the, you're not doing It's like enough. this guy sweat, yeah. uh, sweating bled for like 30 years, and he's fucked. He has like some terminal, whatever. I can't remember what it is, but it was some like fucking marrow cancer or like something really fucking bad. Yeah. And it's like he he's not covered. He he has no savings. Yeah. Like it's because literally it's contract to contract, and like it's industry literally just chewed him up. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll get these other fuckers to, to try and raise money for you, but, oh, fuck, Steve, it sucks to be you, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. While they're pocketing all this money up in the executive positions, going to France for the weekend. Three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got a lot of raising money to do for this guy while we're get, while we're in France for the weekend, so you guys better get to work oh, yeah, on that they, fundraising. For the fundraiser, they're like, oh, yeah, you, you guys should, like, do art and try and sell it and stuff. It's like, we have no fucking time. Uh, like, one thing I've been wanting to, like, participate in is some of the studios, they have, like, art shows where it's like, oh, yeah, you guys get to display your art and stuff, but it's like, we never have fucking time. Are you guys ever not backlogged with, like, shots that you have to do? No. It's like, like, you've always got a list of pending shots, right? Like Yeah, and it's, like, it's, and then revisions. So and there's that. never the sense where it's, you feel on top of the work that you've, like, there's never a point in the workday where it's, like, I got everything done, I can just sit for a minute and wait for the next job to come in. There's always no, something to do. No, it's, like, um, on my first job, like, the one moment you had was when you were rendering a shot. Yeah. But... Now, with that software, you just batch render it. Mm -hmm. So when you send it off to the server, you just jump on your next shot. So you don't even have that anymore. Yeah. So it's background rendering while you do the next yeah. thing? Yeah. So it's not, like, locally rendering anymore, so... Right. So it's like... So you have, like, a farm that does that yeah, stuff? Yeah, we have yeah. a farm which is always being chewed up by some other production. And <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's like... Yeah, we don't really... Okay, um, there was a point where, on this production, where 
storyboards or assets or something, they were like slightly behind. Mm-hmm. So rather than having us sit around for a while, they put us onto other productions just to make sure we're all working. Oh, God. It's like, oh, God forbid, these guys are getting paid for doing nothing. Yeah. It's like they need to be doing stuff. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And it's like, sure, you know, having a team of people hired, it costs money, but at the same time, I'm sure they're fucking money around elsewhere, right? Getting money pocketed and stuff, so, eh. Yeah, it really is. Like, no matter what studio you go to, it's shit everywhere. Yeah, that's... Because everybody is always trying to cut fucking corners seeing what they can, like, pick away, you know, where, wherever they can save a buck, they'll do it. Oh, yeah, and, like, another, like, big example is, um, even though productions are outsourced to us, mm-hmm. some of our studios outsource to the Philippines. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it gets, like, double outsourced, so, like, the last production I was on, like, we were doing, like, key poses and stuff. And then we sent it to the Philippines, and then they did the in-betweens, not to get, you know, jargony, but... Oh, so they, it's not just coloring, like they, they, they do some animation work over at the Philippines, or...? <sighs> I, I don't want to get into jargon and stuff, but once you have the key poses, like, that, that's kind of the important hard part. Right. Because if you don't have strong poses, you're not going to have good animation, right? Yeah. Like, animation is a lot more than just moving. The final positions of each movement, so, like, arms outstretched, yeah, arms yeah, yeah. folded. So, yeah, yeah, so, like, that's what we call, like, the key poses. Exactly, and then the Philippines guys would get each frame in between that. Yeah, yeah. and then, so it's like, we have the key poses, and there's another thing called breakdowns. So, key poses and breakdowns, just so we have nice arcs, but anyway... They pretty much just like put the in-between frames in there. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's 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 a time. I guess they save money on it because those guys are probably getting paid pennies. But there's been cases where there was one production I'm on, and you try and usually like set yourself up with work months ahead of time, just so when your con- contract is done, you have work lined up so you can jump onto the next contract at whatever studio has something up. Mm-hmm. Um, next and like there was I was on a production another studio had work coming up and like months beforehand I arranged work with them they're like oh yeah yeah we need a bunch of people like you can start on this date blah 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 and literally a week before that happened they're like, oh yeah yeah sorry like we had a budget cut and we sent the entire production to the Philippines okay. so this entire group of people they promised work to it's like oh yeah sorry yeah you guys are unemployed now. Yeah, and then, you know, I've had quite a few, like, between contracts, I've had, like, a few month gaps. Mm-hmm. You know, it is stressful because when you save up money during a production, it's like, oh, well, I don't know when the fuck else I'm going to get work. Like, I don't know, is it going to be another month? Is it going to be another six months? So it's like, I can't, you know, you can't spend money, you can't really save it because it's like, oh, I need to keep this money for rent. Yeah. So it's like after production, sometimes it's like it's like what the fuck? It's like I have no idea. Am I gonna get work right away, or do I have to wait? Do I have to fucking scrounge and be stingy with my money? So you know, yeah, it, it it's bullshit because you you never get hired at a studio, and it's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna keep you on. It like that never happens. They lay you off after every contract. 
Yeah. And you just have to be hopeful. There's no security. Yeah, yeah there, there just isn't security. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, if they kept you on, you'd probably get to ask for a raise after every project. It's like, oh, we can't have that. Yeah, fuck. God forbid. So, every contract you get, every contract you apply to, you literally have to haggle. They're gonna try and fucking just shit pay you on every contract. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, you know, I'm trying to learn myself out of it, but there are a lot of artists, like, they are very timid and meek. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, they just get, like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay you this much. And it's like, okay. Yeah, they, they get taken advantage of because they have, like, a lot of animators have very sensitive personality yeah, types. Art, and they're artists, not the type of people to to, to fight back against, upfront, yeah, yeah. especially at people in executive positions. Yeah. So they'll just, you know, quietly go along with whatever is being asked of them much to their reluctance but they'll do it yeah and they just don't like uh, uh, some people are like definitely like they get paid like a good few hundred less a week even and it's like holy fuck it, it's like to the point they try and pay you as much like the amount they try and pay you it's like i can't pay fucking rent out of that bro yeah it's like are you fucking kidding me yeah. anyway so yeah that's cut those corners make those underbits yeah man